what is up guys and welcome to the Meeple Minded Podcast, the podcast where we talk all things tabletop gaming. My name is Jason. And my name is James. How are you doing this week, James? Yeah, I'm good. Second episode of the year. Yeah. Episode 125. Yay. Yay. How are we doing? I, I still don't know how we're doing it. But yes, episode 125. I've started listing them with episode numbers now, rather than being in seasons like I was doing it before. I just think it looks more impressive when we have you know, over 100 episodes. So yes. yeah, ego boost for me. Love it. <laughs> but yeah, what have you been up to this week, James? Work. That, that sounds fun. Gaming. We have done some... Ga- well, we hosted a game night. We hosted... Yeah, we did. Well, we were going to be gaming last night. It was horrifically busy. And then just <laughs> out of the blue, first one of the year, absolutely horrifically busy. Uh, we surrendered, We had to surrender our table, obviously, and that still wasn't enough. So yeah, unfortunately, some, some poor people ended up playing on chairs and... Some very dedicated individuals played on the floor. Yes. Which, uh, full respects to you on that one, guys. Um, but yeah, incredibly busy. Fantastic start to the year for the, for our game club, at least. And great to see um, lots of people playing lots of new things that they got over the Crimbo break. Yes. So yeah, great fun, great fun. Back to normal now, really, isn't it? Like we, We've both gone back to work full time, and uh, that was that's been... Great fun being back in London. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sucks to be you. <laughs> nah, all jokes aside, it hasn't hasn't been too bad. But then again, I haven't had to go into central central London just yet. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> it, it is coming. Um, and it can, yeah, I, I, it can do one thing. <laughs> but I won't say that on here. Yeah, we, we haven't managed to get a game in since we last recorded, which is quite... How I can't even remember if we have game since. I don't think we have. No, not since we last recorded. No, I think we last played the night before we, we last recorded. So this is a very, very strange situation, James. We played loads over Christmas yep. and absolutely nothing since we first did our recording uh, last week, uh, which is really not good, but it's not too bad because the next two episodes... Or next three episodes, something like that. We've played these games ridiculous amounts, we so that that's all good. We 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 are all geared up to talk about games. We are. We are all geared up to do it in our new format because we nearly forgot when we press the uh, record button. Yes, as I as I said, it's like we just did an episode on our brand new format, which we're immediately going to forget and revert to the old <laughs> one. Because that's how we do it here. But I, I have now remembered to get the list the in list. front of us, so we, so we we've got a, a checkpoint as to what we're supposed to be doing. Yes. Uh, but before we get into the game highlight for this episode, James, we need to talk about the game we played this time last year. Do you know what it was? Was it Die of the Dead? It was Die of the Dead. See, I was paying attention. Yes, you were. I told you a good 20 minutes ago. I'm amazed you remembered. So, James, how do you feel one year on from talking about Die of the Dead? Well, we haven't really played it since, so the same. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, I've played it a few times since. But to be honest, the, my feelings with that game is actually of annoyance, but not with the game itself. It's with myself. I'm really annoyed with myself that we haven't played it yep. more because I really do like that game. And I think it deserved to see the table more than it did. Yep. And I would agree, <coughs> I think, agree with that. I, I do think this year we need to counteract that. I think half the problem was that game actually got left at the club um, as opposed to being on my game shelf. It is now back home, which is great. So we should hopefully get that to the table very soon. And my feelings on it is, yeah, I definitely want to be playing it more and couple that with the fact that 
I backed the impending expansions last year, which should deliver at some point this year. We definitely need to get that back to the table. Indeed we do. So it's still on my sort of highly recommended games lists, but slap on the wrist for both of us because we haven't actually been playing it. So that is a travesty. But what isn't a travesty, James, is the fact that we've been playing Heat Pedal to the Metal. Indeed. And that's what we're going to talk about today, isn't it? It is. So I think we should uh, crack straight on. We'll jump straight into it and hope that this doesn't take too long. Yes. Okie dokie, guys. So, Heat, pedal to the metal. For those of you living under a rock and don't know uh, what this game is, it is basically a born and bred racing game released by Days of Wonder in late 2022 and has been in the hotness of the board game geek lists seemingly ever since. The game is designed to be played by one to six players aged 10 and up with an estimated playtime of 60 minutes. And at the time of recording, the game is pretty hard to find, uh, especially here in the UK, and it sells out pretty much immediately when it does go on, but we have found it on pre-order for in the region of 55 to £60. Pounds. In Heat, players will use game mechanics such as hand management and simultaneous action selection to take their chosen colour race car around the course, performing strategic overtaking manoeuvres and calculated risks, among other things, to get to the finish line ahead of the other players. Will you adopt a mindset of slow and steady wins the race, or will you spend the entire game with a car belching flames as you push your machine to the absolute limit? That's a rough idea of the objective of the game, James. What comes in the box when you buy heat pedal to the metal? Okay, Jason, so in the box, you get this rule book. <laughs> it's actually it's the first thing that's listed the rule book you are currently reading helps. excellent uh, two double-sided game boards with four different racetracks uh, which are the USA France Great Britain and Italy very nice uh, six gear pawns in player color six race cars in player color six player mats in player colors uh, 72 speed cards 18 starting cards 37 stress cards and 48 heat cards. That's for the base module. Okay. And then for all the other modules, which I'm sure we will get to talking about. I love the fact that they've given you a separate list. Yes. <laughs> uh, you get, in the garage module, you get 34 basic upgrade cards and 62 advanced upgrade cards. Uh, in the legends module, you get the one legends mat and 10 legends cards. In the weather and road conditions module, you get six weather tokens and 12 road condition tokens. In the championship system, you get a championship mat, two press corner standees, 10 event cards, four track cards, 35 sponsorship cards, uh, one score pad, and this rule book. Very, very nice, mate. That's uh, that's quite a list there. That is quite a list. <laughs> the fact that it's in two books is, is very, very impressive to me, though. Mm. Um, but there is good reason for that, isn't there, really? It, yes, there uh, is. Like we said, I think... I think you said it a little bit there. There are modules to this game that actually come in the base core core box. Yep. You haven't had to buy these separately or anything like that. They come with the core box, which is kind of unheard of, I think. I mean, yeah, uh, I mean, this I'm is not used to hearing that. This is effectively the core game, which was the first section I read about. And then the minute I started saying modules, to me, each of those modules, if that was another company, every single one of those modules would be an expansion. An expansion, yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree on that one. But, uh, well, let's, um, seeing as though we've got the rule book out, James, the first thing we need to talk about is indeed 
the rule book. Indeed. So, first things first, at, at first glance, because I know you haven't actually read the rule book per se. I haven't. But having a quick glance, would you say it's quite well laid out, easy enough to read? And, you know, it, for someone who doesn't normally read rule books, is it something you reckon you could pick up very quickly? Uh, yeah, I think it's laid up pretty well. I mean, the nice big title sections for the section you're reading out which mm-hmm. is yep. colorful as well draws your attention to it uh key points are in bold and bigger than the actual text so it's quite easy to glance over and look the thing you're looking for there's plenty of illustrations i mean there's a zoomed in look at the dashboard on the player map um yeah so i think it's a pretty well laid out book and i also like the fact that it is two books so yes. the core game in one book and then all the add-on modules yeah should you wish to add them in in a different book so it's not cluttering up the main rule book yeah 100 percent. That, that that'd be really good because obviously if you combine those two books together it'd be it'd be quite a chunky oh yeah it'd be, chunky little book it'd be a chunky little book uh which you know, it could put a lot of people off if they've you know opened the box and find a big rule book like that but i also love the fact that in the advanced rules there one it's got advanced play and, and championship but also a big stop make sure you read the other one and learn to play the game first yeah and on the on the um on the core rules you know, read this booklet first in big letters on yeah. the front of it saying this is you need to learn this one before you pick the other one up yeah no so that that's really clear i think uh, if anyone reads the raw the wrong <laughs> The wrong book, there's clearly something wrong. But uh, yeah, so for for me, um, as someone who has read the rules quite a few times and has taught the game itself, the rule book for Heat, for the most part, is pretty well done. As you read through to learn the game, everything seems well illustrated with clear pictures and numbered diagrams, which was something I really enjoyed seeing in that. And very close by that, you'd have the number and then what it was basically trying to teach you. Yep. So that was really, really good. Um, very clear. And something that I think is vitally important, because this game does actually have certain sections of simultaneous play. Yeah. Having those numbered diagrams and, like you said, the exploded bit of the player board telling you what everything is, that is really really good and very important yeah it's something i always have out on the table it's not something everyone uses but it's there should anyone want to do it like you said the fact that you have a second book for the modules is great because i'd hate for them to sort of have these modules in there people get confused as to what's what and they're sort of trying to put all these modules in in their first play yeah just confusing the whole issue so rule book for me on this one is getting a big thumbs up yep because i think it is very very well done i don't think i've really got anything bad to say about it really no i mean everything everything it it does what it needs to do Mm. and it does it clearly yeah i would probably say i think the modules book could probably do with a little bit more work if i'm honest because i think the the main rule book is far better it's better laid out the things are easier to understand when we have played the the modules for the first time with people i explain how things work and i also hand over the book should they want to read it themselves and they've then read it wrong for whatever reason and have have ended up confusing themselves so whether that's just them misunderstanding what it's saying or whether it's misleading i can't really comment because i didn't personally have that issue so i've brought it up but i don't want to say it's a a particularly negative thing Mm -hmm. so that's the rule book james let's talk about our favorite thing when it comes to games let's be honest it's the components we love good components we do how do you feel about the components for heat uh yeah the components are pretty good i mean um i think the first thing we need to highlight in the component section which we are a big fan of storage it has a box insert oh it does it does indeed and a damn good one yeah 
at that. This is, it's actually the first thing I've written on my notes here. I would stick my neck out and say this is probably one of the best standard inserts that I think I've seen yeah. in any game. So Days of Wonder have excelled themselves with this to the point as well that while it's not been announced yet, because this game goes up to six players, yeah. there are slots in here because everything has its own place. That, that's the first thing to man- mention. Yep. Everything has its own place in here. So it's nice and easy to set things up very quickly. There are also spaces for an additional two players. So another two cars, another two gear sticks, another two deck of cards for those individual players, which, you know, one can only assume they clearly have every intention to bring in an eight-player yep. expansion out for this. So, yeah. How do you feel about that insert, James? Uh, yeah, I mean, as somebody who owns Nemesis, I would still say that that is probably the best standard box insert I've, I've ever seen, but this this is a close second. Mm. Um, I, I would definitely say this is better quality than, than uh, the uh, the Nemesis one. It's thicker, mm. but in fairness to Nemesis, they needed two of them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I would. Um, I, I definitely. But yeah, that. I mean, it's it is definitely durable. I mean, this isn't going to break anytime soon. It's really thick mm. um, vacuum form plastic, and it, it's quite durable. Yeah, um, and I love the fact, like you said, that even the the card deck splits. Yeah, so that you can quickly draw all the cards out. Everything's in the right place. It makes setup a damn sight easier. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll we'll talk about setup a bit more later on, but this is a very quick setup. Yeah, deck. when you when it, when it when when the cards are separated like they are, it's like okay, here's your deck, here's your deck, here's your deck, here's your deck. You haven't actually got to pull out a wad of cards and then exactly. sift through them all. Yeah, exactly. And even when you're playing the modules, like while you were talking and doing that uh, components list, I pulled out the cards for the the um, the build your own car module. Yeah, and the garage I was, module. I was able to quickly separate them into the two different piles just by looking very quickly at them as one logo on them it distinguishes which is which yep yeah if i really thought about it i could actually have them in separate sections in this in this insert yeah so i wouldn't even have to do that so it's just a little attention to detail for me mm-hmm. that just it, it steps the game up. You know, it's nothing to do with the game, but it steps it up a level because you've made my setup easy. You've made my teardown easy, which means you're not eating into my game time. Yeah. I have a lot of respect for that. Yeah. Uh, and the components themselves, obviously, the card stock is very good. Yeah. Ste- um, the slightly sort of. Yeah, you've got you've got the the uh, the luxury linen finish on it. So we say, you know, yep. when you flex the card, you can see the, the weaving and stuff on that yeah um the punch boards components i think which are from the weather module are nice and thick they're not Mm going to bend anytime soon you've got a standard paper score pad in there uh the gear pawns are nice and durable they don't flex Nope. I mean, the cars, I'd say they're not very detailed. But if I had to pick a weak, is it, I mean, this is a minor niggle, but if I had to pick a weak point, it'd probably be the cars. Uh, see, I find that really interesting because I actually have the cars as one of my highlights I mean, of it. Uh, and it's, it's, it's actually just detail that I find is one of the highlights because like, I'm comparing it to, say, Downforce, for example. Yeah. I look at the cars in, in this game and to know the, you know, I, c- I can clearly see where the engine is yeah. in this. I mean, there is that, but I mean, it's the... They're nothing special, is what I mean. It's sort of like, I mean, you could have put a little bit more detail on them. I mean, I guess, I, I guess they could, but you know, for the size they are, you know, you've got numbers on the cars. You can clearly see the suspension on, on all the cars. I, I think there's yeah. no, enough detail on them to, for me, it's to just, be. An extra I mean, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say to the listeners out, I'm 
reaching, you know, if yeah. I'm try- trying to pick it. It's like, they're not bad by any means, but if I had, if someone like forced me pick a negative point about this game, well, I was supposed there could have been a bit more detail on the cards. Yeah. But- I mean, you've got to think, we we both come from a background of wargaming, Games yeah, Workshop yeah. miniatures, you know, where they cram detail on top of detail. Yeah, I mean, even that. I mean, inject it with some you know, more detail. It's I, I look at them and sort of go, oh, you know, it's like they look like the cars from other sort of cheaper things but the amount of time and effort they've spent on the rest of the game it's like yeah I mean it's perfectly serviceable yeah. for what it does and like you said the size of it but it's like yeah if I had to pick if I was mm. forced to pick a negative it's like well I suppose the cars could be more detailed yeah, for, that's that's fair enough I mean I, I would uh, this one I've got one I guess it, it's not a negative so I'm very much the same as you this is a very very minor niggle and that is the the individual player boards themselves they are a bit they're not flimsy this, this is I want to stress that they are not flimsy but because of their size over time yeah they are going to be they're susceptible bend. to bending they're going to be far more susceptible to fraying on the edges you know i'm not really sure what the deal is with that like because the only way to really deal with that is to go for you know proper board yeah stuff which will make one the cost go up and two the size of the box would need to be bigger to, to accommodate them so you yeah, know they're this just, is um, a tiny minor niggle that i can deal with personally by sticking that through a laminator yeah i mean the the, the player the player boards are just card <clears throat> yeah but having said that the artwork that they've done for oh, yeah, the dashboard it, it's, here it's, is is fantastic you know you've got your colored dashboard there what i really love and i know a couple of players have, have noticed it is how every car has a Even, lucky charm yeah they've all got their colors but then they have their own like lucky charm like you've got the black one which has like a child's drawing of a black car which you can only assume is you yeah, know the yeah. inspiration that it's their son or, or daughter that's drawn that yeah and it's kind of taped to the dashboard yeah. I, I really love love the way that the um like at the top of the player board which is is your guide to what step you're on and it looks like an old-fashioned racing car dashboard of course, yeah uh, and the icons for the your section uh, or which face of the game you're in or where the dials like the rev yeah. counter and the speedo would be it's it's a really it's really a nice cool touch. little detail isn't it uh, yeah and the green like we we're saying about the lucky charms it's like the, the green car has a four-leaf clover yeah taped to the dashboard yeah. uh, it's just little details like that yeah. they, they don't change the game in any way but it's it's just that little bit of detail that shows there's been a form of passion that has gone into creating this product. Yeah, so, and it makes the all it makes the different cars feel unique as well. Yes, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. But yeah, I mean, echo everything you've said really about the components. That it's all really good quality. I love the box insert. I love the attention to detail. Very quickly, there's four maps included in the base game, James. Yes, four maps. Yeah, two two boards, double sided. You know, again, touching on what other companies would have done. We would have got a, maybe a double-sided board and then had to buy that other board as an expansion. Yeah. You know, I've had downforce for God knows how long now, and this has already started to catch up with it for maps because it came with four. So it's it's a great start. I can only assume they're going to release more at some point. Yep. Uh, which I'm, right now, I'm all there for, uh, provided they bring something new to the game. But again, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Yep. But anything else you want to talk about the components-wise no, before uh, we crack on? I think we can crack Excellent. So it's time for gameplay, James, the most important section of everything we do here. And I will kick off, I think, really, when it comes to the gameplay, because I was honestly blown away by the gameplay of Heat. Not because it's the best thing since sliced bread or anything like that, but... 
because of how simple this game is to play, yet it's managed to do something that I would venture to say, excluding games that take forever and a day to play, I would venture to say that this is the first racing game I have played where I actually felt like I was in a race. Yep. You know, there, there's just so much going on in this game because something they all miss out on is, where, where, you know, I think of Downforce. Now, Downforce is a betting game. Let's let's not yeah. beat about the bush. Downforce is a betting game. Even uh, Flam Rouge or a multitude of other racing games that I've played, they all lacked that whole thing of, like, if you're going into a corner in this game, for example, and you've got, you know, you've got to be under a certain speed and all that kind of stuff, you, you put yourself in the mind of a racing driver as like, if I just take that little risk, yeah. I could nip in front and, and gain the lead. Yeah. But is it worth it? You know, I, I've got to make a split second decision because we're all simultaneously picking our cards ready to play. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, I need to choose what gear I'm going to go in before I, you know, before we all do that. And do I stick in second gear or do I strategically knock it down to one gear one, go through with only just got enough speed to get through. But I've got, you know, I've got all these uh, heat cards in my hand. I've now got enough to cool down and put them back in the thing, which obviously is a, is another thing. I, I, we will talk about that in a minute, I promise. But yep. I love that, you know, the hand management side of it. Is like I've, got to, I've got to make sure I've got enough heat in my engine so that I'm not going to spin out on this corner. And, yep. You know, but <laughs> or ultimately if I you're making to, If that I want to push it through these corners, I really need to think about it. And one of the biggest things, again, we'll, we'll talk about the heat cards a bit. My favourite rule, you can't see how many heat cards. Yes. You know how many you start with. Yeah. And after that point, that, that you have to keep that deck perfect yeah so you can't look down and go oh i've got three so i can afford to it's, slip it's through it. yeah i think i've got three yeah yeah exactly you know and there's just so much like you say it's keeping track of what you've got in your hand what cards have i had already what's in my discard pile what's what what heat have i got left yeah what's what's james got like oh my god what's james used is he going to be able to blitz away from me or can or do i strategically play this four thinking that he's going to play a four so that i can then slipstream around him you know there's there's a lot of things and like i said i just feel like a racing driver that point where you're belting up to a corner at 200 mile an hour yep and you've got to make that split second decision of i could nip round but it's a risk or i could play it safe and sit behind yep and then hope that i pull away quicker yep yeah. i mean i will also say this as well and i have experienced this from every game we have played it is very hard to get left behind yes yeah 100% now james i i like I said, we're not going to go into how the rules and stuff play here, but I do want to break down some of the, you know, the, the mechanics, shall we say, yeah. of this game just a little bit and explain how they work. Yeah, so the basic premise is you all have hand of cards and it is the same hand of cards in the base game. Yeah. You all have the same cards and they basically have a speed icon on them mm -hmm. from one to five. Yep. Uh, you have more ones uh, and then progressively less twos, threes, fours, and one five. One five, yeah. And they are, your, you play them uh, in corresponding to which gear you're in. Yes. So if you're in gear one, you play one card. If you're in gear two, you play two cards. Yeah. So we, we were talking a little bit earlier that there is some simultaneous gameplay to it, and that's phase one and two of a, of a player turn. So yep. simultaneously, everyone has to first choose what gear they want to be in. Yep. And as James said, that relates to how many cards you're going to play. So if I'm in gear two, I have to play two cards, which is phase two of that, which again is simultaneous. Everyone plays them face down. Once everyone has done that, then it goes in player order to reveal their card. They move their car that amount of spaces. If they are in 
last place or or second to last place in the higher player count games they have the option to adrenaline which gives you a free movement of one yep and we'll also and by doing that we'll also give you a free cooldown the next phase is where you would do the cooldowns and the turbo boosting cooldown is if you've got heat cards in your hand which you will have yep. at some point and you've got cooldown to spare you get to spend that cooldown to then put that heat back into the engine Yep. So in that same phase, you also have turbo boosting, which is where you can spend a heat from the engine, not your hand, yep. into your discard pile. And that enables you to essentially boost, uh, at which point you get your draw deck and you flip cards over until you find a speed icon. Yep. Your card then moves that amount of spaces forward. The next one is slipstreaming. If you happen to be directly behind a player or alongside a player, you get to move for free an additional two spaces. And then what is ultimately the final part of the phase really is the corner check. Yep. So we mentioned earlier that if you go through certain corners on on the board will have speed limits. If you go blitzing through a three at, say, and your total movement, excluding slipstreams, is, say, six, you've gone through there at three over the speed, you have to then play three heat cards from your engine into your discard pile. Yep. If You You have to pay the difference, basically. So if you've done something ridiculously stupid, like blitz through a three at 10, 15, (laughs) you're way over budget, and you best have those heat cards in your engine. Oh, yes, which is physically impossible, because every map so far has had a I think it's six yeah. six heat that you start with so yeah basically there's a, there's a bit of management involved you don't want to go blitzing through the corners when you run out of heat if you go through a corner and, y- and you've gone over if you've got no heat that you can pay you have to pay everything you've got and then you spin out yep which isn't great because that puts you straight back down into gear one you go back to before the corner and then you take stress cards which we will cover next depending on what gear you're in if you're in gear one or two you gain one stress card if you're in gear three or four you gain two stress cards the next thing you do is you can discard cards from your hand to the discard pile providing they are not stress cards or heat cards and then you draw back up to seven cards so to touch on stress cards very very quickly they are cards that you can play in your movement phase yeah but they have no movement value how they work is you play them down. When you flip them over, you then treat them like a boost card. Yeah. And you start flipping cards until you find a speed card. Yeah. So they're uncontrollable speed cards. Basically, it could be anything between one and four. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that that's basically a player turn. You know, there, there, there's a few more little bits to it, which you will pick up when you play. But, you know, for speed of us talking about the game, that's the rough idea of how the game plays. And it just adds that extra thing, because like I said, you, you've got your hand management of trying to remember what you've got you know do i boost is it worth it you know if i if i spend a heat card to boost and i get a one i've not really gained that much yeah but at the same time i i'm three away from a corner and i've already gone way too fast to go through that corner but if i boost and i get a four i'm going through that corner you know and 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 things like that you just have a keep an eye on where you are on the board and i love it yeah i absolutely love how how it plays you know the heat card management as well you know i'm the worst at maintaining my engine my engine might as will be on fire the entire time yeah i mean i've got to admit i usually lose control of that because it's just like i'm chasing you yeah and if you're burning heat cards (laughs) and i want to keep up with you But at the same time, we've played with people that do take the slow and steady wins the race. And then, you know, in certain circumstances, they've won. Yep. You know, I mean, 
I've only had one game, I would say, where a player was so far behind that you kind of felt bad. But I didn't feel bad because the player was me. Yes. Because I you, kept, I spun out three times in a row on, because, on the corner. Because when we were <laughs> learning the game, you fundamentally forgot that every time you spin out, you go behind the corner line. Yeah, yeah. and then to try and catch up, I was playing high cards, yeah, uh, forgetting J- that I don't have yeah. heat. Jason, you still need to go through the corner. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so don't don't make that mistake, kids. Um, yeah, so I think that's probably my standout mechanic of the game. I, I think just the the overall hand management side of things, and I like how the movement works, but it's more the hand management that yeah. I really like. I mean, there's a lot of things to keep track of. Yeah, definitely, it's in that respect. It's like what's everyone else played? What have I got left? How much heat do I think I have left? Yeah. Am I going to risk that stress card? That's where I really find you start thinking about, I'm going to play this stress card. Okay, what speed cards do I already know is in my discard pile? Mm. Depending on, do I want this to be slow or do I want it to be fast? Yeah. Now, the question I have for you, James, at this point is, while a lot of you know, the first two phases of it are simultaneous, Yep. would you say this is the one part of the game where if you've got someone who is prone to, say, analysis paralysis, it could slow the game down considerably? I mean, it's possible, but... I've not encountered that in the games that we've played. It's pretty much, Mm. do I want to go fast or do I want to go slow? Yeah. I would definitely say, I mean, games that came out at the same sort of time was like Starship Captains, for example. I would say that's far more likely to suffer from analysis paralysis than, say, this game. I mean, there are also strategic moments because you do have to think about it and sort of you almost do have to think a couple of turns ahead as well because there's been times like, I can't remember which board it is, but there's quite a few slow Mm. corners and then it ends in the really fast straight. And I've sort of gone, I've been looking at my hand and going, well, I'm hitting a three speed corner i'm three away from the corner yeah but i as soon as i go through that corner i want to be foot to the floor because this is a really long straight but i can actually get away because i've got three ones in my hand Mm. so i can go to third play my three ones and then get through the corner and now i'm in third gear ready to go right yeah well uh, because your turn would refresh so you'd be able to go up into fourth yeah so you you would be able to really pull away in that yeah and it's sort of like sometimes if the cards fall right you can go high gear slow speed yes yeah yeah so it's obviously very very lucky if you're if you're able to i i did exceptionally well yeah. i think in the last i mean you did you did it and it fell but be- uh perfectly for you but you did it which was more impressive with two stress cards i did and the stress cards <laughs> gave you the cards that you wanted yeah it was uh it was pure luck i think on those grounds but yeah i it, mean it was great fun that's the risk of playing the stress cards isn't it like i've already mentioned the fives and the zeros get binned yes. if you draw them on the stress card and it's like if you stress at the wrong point and bin your say five just as you're going into that long straight oh, but i wanted that yeah, yeah and now definitely. it's in the discard pile and i'm gonna wait for the discard pile to refresh before yeah. i get it back see what this is the one thing i would say where where things we, we can touch on some of the modules uh very very briefly yeah at, at this point because in the base game there's no actual way of getting rid of those stress cards like you can procure them yes 
but yeah. there is no way except playing them um to, to actually get rid of them per se i mean you can play them but they're still in your deck yeah whereas in we'll just say the mechanic uh build your car yeah module, the, get, the example, garage there module. are actually ways of getting rid of them yeah i mean to be honest for me my standout thing from this game is the garage module mm. because as a racing fan as well while it's very ideal for the base game the garage um module changes the hands yeah so now you haven't all got the same hand and it makes that what's jason gonna play that much harder because i need to remember what yeah. upgrades he's put on his card yeah his unique cards which hey, is what the garage module does I mean, that's the one thing like when when we talk about like the garage module it's it's three extra cards it's it's three very powerful extra cards that you either oh well, this is the other thing that module can be done in two different ways you can yeah. draft which is cool or it can be random yeah you just you're just dealt three you know to, to put in your deck so that i mean that's really cool i mean the but the base because again you get two decks of cards and you get the basic ones yes. and the advanced the advanced ones is much more than three i'm just flicking through it there's loads of them oh yeah yeah <laughs> um and they do lots of different things um but it's the fact that it changes the hands up th- mm. for me it's like and it reflects the real racing world is like formula one they're not all racing with the same car yeah exactly exactly you know and it really does change it up it's like some of them make you go faster some of them make you go around the corners better um some of them give you more cool down better slip streaming uh so it does fundamentally change your car and give you a lot of options yeah um although minus one point as i pointed out to you that the picture on the turbocharger card is not in fact a turbocharger <laughs> it's a supercharger <laughs> so you get a slap on the wrist from me there <laughs> yeah, dude, don't, don't, don't mess with people that actually like cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, that is not a turbo, my friends. <laughs> Naughty days of wonder. Yeah. How did you make such a mistake? <laughs> but there you go. So, I mean, is there anything else? Like, because I think the garage module is the one that we've played probably yeah. the most. Like, it, it is the standout module to me because, it, like I said, it changes the hands yeah. and makes the cars not unbalanced but uneven oh yeah so that you haven't all got the same deck of cards so it's like some of them give you um have speeds faster than six as well mm. like i mentioned in the base hand you've only got one five yeah. so if jason plays his five i know he's already used it yeah you put the garage modules in, he could have a six a seven or even an eight in there yeah and uh, i think one of my favorites and we, we had a great game with it the other day didn't we was the uh the triple yes uh, essentially a triple stress so i you know for that one card i i turned over three three cards and i ended up getting three fours or there's like two fours or something like that yeah. it was a lot of speed boost just from one card but at the same time this is again where the game is really good you can't play a card and then ignore it yeah. like you have to you do have it. to do it so, so it's like, oh, okay, well, I've I've played a, a four and a three, and ugh, I mean, the only other card in my hand that isn't a heat card is is this triple triple stress, basically. Yeah. And I'm only 10 spaces away from, from a, a, a three corner. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a gamble. <laughs> it's a gamble. You know, I might get lucky and just get some ones, but the likelihood is, you know, the percentage-wise, reading how the cards are laid, yeah, I'm um, going to go blitzing through this corner. Yeah, and there are cards in the uh, in the garage module as well that have two speeds on them where you can... They're, they're very versatile. There's mm. like It will be like one slash five 
So you can, when you play it, it's either a one or yeah. a five. You but get again, to choose to, to say that. That's another thing I like about how clear those rules are. Is like when it is flipped, you specify then what, what speed it is. So yeah. if you've played like a stress with it, yeah. you've specified what that is before revealing what card you're going to get with the stress. Yeah. Because you might sort of go, oh, well, it's it's a one or a five. Oh, yeah. But if I do the stress first, oh, it's only a one. Yes, yeah, a five. Yeah. You know, that you can't do that. It's like, I flipped it. This is a one or a five. I'm going to choose five. Yep. Then flip your stress. Oh, damn it. It's a four. Yep. You know, that that that's really, really cool. And that, like I said, the rules are very, very clear. Yeah. But it's basically to stop you fluttering between the two. It's like, no, as it's flipped, you must declare what it yes. is. Yeah. So that that's really, really good. Um, We want to play with the weather module a little bit. Yep. I think. Um, But we are going to stop talking about the modules at this point because we really want to play all of the modules and we will probably come back and do a, an episode on just the modules and how they change the game at some point in the future yeah so yeah that's uh, anything about gameplay anything else about the gameplay you that are highlights or negatives that you don't like I, I can't find a negative with this game I've got to be honest I mean we might throw some up like you said if we do another episode on all the modules um, but the base game and the garage module which we've played the most of I can't highlight a negative with this no uh, would you say that the garage module is now a must have in every single game yes yeah I, I think once I you've that. once you've played and got to grips with the rules it's the first one I recommend you throw in yeah because it's the easiest one to learn out of the modules and it's it does stop that predictability like I said of oh well he can't use his five because I know it's in his discard pile because mm. he's played it so until that discard pile refreshes he can't boost away from me basically yeah, yeah exactly with, with his powerful cards it just having those random cards in to mix the decks up and everyone's be different it's it's much more true to racing. Yes. Because not everyone's racing in the same car. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's gameplay. I, I apologise if we have forgotten anything. I don't think we have. I'm just excited about this game. Yeah, I'm pretty pretty sure we've covered everything there. Uh, cool. Uh, playtime, James. Now, the listed playtime on the box is 60 minutes. Yep. On Board Game Geek, it says somewhere between 30 and 60 minutes. Now, I think I'm inclined to agree with the 60 minutes on this one because it's... I, I, I think mean, it, half, I think half an it's hour is very quick. Yeah, I think it's entirely dependent on your player count. Yeah. Like, if you're looking at three on four players, I think you're looking at that 60-minute mark. Yeah. I think two players, you could probably do it in the 30 minutes if you knew what you were doing. Yeah. However, the five and six player count, I think once you've gone over the fourth player, basically add on 10 to 15 minutes per player. Yeah. I, I would say is a, is a fair assumption. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, as a worst case scenario, though, like it, it yeah. wouldn't take more than that. So even at the full six player counts, would you say an hour and a half? Yeah, at most. And that's playing it slowly. Yeah. I think what, what's the most we've done? Is it five? We done f- we, we've done five. We've done five. I would say that took us somewhere between 45 minutes and an hour. Yeah. But that's a, the, we, we were playing the, the base base game and that was after you and me had learned it quite well. Yes, exactly. So six, yep. 60 minutes is, is a nice time and that probably includes a, a good setup, which ironically is what we're going to talk about next, which is the setup. This game is remarkably quick to set up because... You know, if, if you're just playing the base game, for example, is pop the mat down, hand out the player boards and player cards. Done. Yeah. Oh, before we, before you start the game, you got to look at the game board itself to see how many heat and stress cards you need for that game per player. That's it. Shuffle your cards. Boom. Off you go. Yeah. 
that is an amazing setup. Five minutes at a push, I would say. Yep. Yeah. So take that into account. Five minute setup, less than a sixty minute gameplay. This is a this is a contender for a. I mean, it's 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 more than filler. It's definitely a more than a filler game for me. Oh yeah. But you could have this as a main event game and then still have time to play another main event game or even multiple games of this. Yep. If you wanted to. Aha. Championship mode. It has the championship mode. Yes, indeed. So I think that leads us nicely onto value, James. Do you think this game has good value considering the cheapest you can get it for is 55 to 60 pounds? Uh, 55 to 60 pounds, considering if we are like we've been comparing it to games like Downforce, mm-hmm. um, considering if we were to consider the extra board as a, a quote unquote expansion, yep. the fact that you get the base game, an extra board and a, a further four expansions in this box hell yeah do i think it's worth it yeah now it, it is a, a real double-edged sword i think on this one because i'm of the mindset that personally i would actually have liked them to have just taken out the modules from the base game in order to make the base game cheaper because 60 pounds is quite a lot of money for a lot of people whereas if you take the modules out and then sell those modules as small expansions uh fairly cheap i think you'll probably find that most people will still buy most of them anyway but like for me i'm sitting here going the championship one it's probably not one i'm going to be using all that much whereas the garage module yeah i'm going to use it all the time weather module that's probably going to be on and off uh, in order to sort of refresh the game a little bit but yeah deep down i think if you're into the idea of using all the modules if you're into the fact that it, you know if you're going to keep the game in the box the insert alone is going to set save you 10 15 pounds of buying another one yeah or or even more if you go for the mdf ones so factor that into it if you're going to keep it in the box and you're going to use those modules, the value is there because the replay value of this is amazing. Yeah. It really is. Even just with the base game, I think there's a lot of replay value there. Oh, yeah. With the four different tracks, um, like you said, the the modules they've given you. I did look it up at the Legends module we were trying to discuss. That's the AI cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you've got the garage module, the AI cars, the weather, and the championship yeah. system. Um, I, I think closing thing for me on, on value really is... If you're only going to play the base game, I'm not sure I would suggest spending your money on it. I I would definitely join in in every single game you possibly can. But if you're only going to play the base game, I don't think it's got as good a value for money on that. On that, so I think it's blatantly obvious. This is this is uh, another one of my games, James. Yep. I think it's blatantly obvious that this is collection keeper. Co- a collection keeper for me right now. I have no intention of this going into any kind of sale. If I'm really thinking about it it's filled quite a big hole in the sense of i didn't have a proper racing game yeah i've got to be honest mate if you ever put this on the for sale pile you'd probably be flogging it to me okay because the second you said you were selling this i'd probably buy it Mm. well there you go that's an endorsement people yep (laughs) so recommendation time james what do we think if someone offers you a slot at a game of heat at a game night or other gaming event take it yep Definitely. I mean, yeah, without, said that. without hesitation, sit down and play. It's a great game. Yeah. I think I'd echo what Jason just said about purchasing it is if you're only really interested in the base game, maybe wait for it to come on offer yeah. or something. I'll search yeah. for a, an offer because if, if you're only interested in the basic racing game, £60 might be a bit much. But if the other 
modules it comes with tickle your fancy, it's definitely worth the money. Yeah. And if you think you'll get good use out of them. One of the, the key things a lot of people are asking about, um, those of you that own Flamme Rouge, it is very, very similar. Incredibly similar. So my recommendation on those would be play it first. Because if you've already got Flamme Rouge, you may not want this one as well. But I personally, if I if I had Flamme Rouge, that would be the one that would end up on the uh, on the sale pile. Mainly because I think the theme is is more to my my taste in this one. I will uh, as a closing thing there, James. I will say I'm really happy they've gone for the sort of more it's like 1960s 70s style F1 as yeah, a, as I, opposed I, to the, I, I would, the modern. I would say as it might be a bit later than that. Actually, I, I, 80s. I, no, no, no. This definitely. I would say earlier. I would actually say this is late 50s, early 60s Formula One. Okay. I, I mean, I, I'm sort of looking at it going, yeah, James Hunt, uh, Nicky Lauda. Yeah, I think it's that sort of I think era. it's a little I think it's a little before them looking at the start of the car. I would say early 60s. Well, there you go. But I think that's a really cool choice because again, we did they could have gone with the more modern ones, but I I don't think it would have had the same charm. No. So, these are like I said, born and bred racers that have now been immortalized in board game form. Yes. So, yeah. Well, there you go, James. We've uh we've managed to get through an episode with the new format it was a little bit rough yeah i guess but uh i think it wasn't too bad yeah i, I think I, it's, it's going to take us a couple of episodes to get used to it and not have to keep looking at the notepad yeah yeah we, we weren't totally totally not doing that <laughs> hopefully yeah hopefully you guys out there enjoyed the new format hopefully we will get a little bit better on that as well <laughs> but heat pedal to the metal mate I, i'm it's it's getting my seal of approval yep definitely thank you guys for joining us once again for another game highlight episode and bearing with us while we go through our new routine of talking about these games and i do apologize if if i was really really up on this game but i i can't stress how much i like this game james yeah it's just such a good game it really is anyway on that note till next week i have been jason and i've been james and you've been listening to the meeple minded podcast join us next week for more tabletop gaming goodness ta-ta goodbye